Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. And now, Leon Fontaine will teach about the reality of heaven and hell, what you should know about them and their importance during and after your life. Let's dive into the message. When I was 20, about 22 years old, I was in the middle of uh, my paramedic career, and we worked out of a hospital, so one of the things I would do would be to assist the nurses um, if there was something complicated. I was also working in the ORs, the recess rooms, and we would often walk late at night. If I was doing the late shift, we'd walk down, and we'd help them out a little bit. One day, I'm walking down the hallway, and on the forms that we use, we would hang the... Um, the person's file on the door, and if there was a red star on it in that hospital, it meant that the person wouldn't be resuscitated when they died, but that you'd let them slip away. And so as I walked by, I heard this kind of a weak voice just call out and say, excuse me, excuse me. And so I walked in and I looked at his chart, and he was red star. And uh, he looked to be about his 80s, somewhere between 80 and 90, very worn out, older man. And uh, so... I just said, hey, can I help you? And he said, can I get a blanket? I'm cold. And I said, sure. So I got him a blanket, and as I'm covering him up, he says to me, they tell me I'm going to die tonight. I thought, who would tell you that? But I guess he'd overheard it. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, I'm scared. He says, could you sit with me for a while? I said, yeah, I can do that. So I pulled up a chair, and I sat with him. And uh, he began to talk about his life and how many regrets he had. No family, no wife, lost it all, lived a really hard life. And so I asked him, I said, well, are you prepared for life after death? And he says, who's prepared for that? I said, actually, you can be totally prepared. Well, what do you mean? So I shared with him what Jesus did on the cross And how that Jesus died and took everybody's sins. But the only ones who have them forgiven are the ones who accept Jesus as their Savior and Lord. He said to me, well, he's not going to forgive me now. I've lived my whole life. And he just basically told me, I won't go through the whole conversation, but he just basically told me he was a jerk. He was an idiot. What he did, how he lived. He said, just to call upon him in my last hours he said like seems a little bit of a waste of time I said actually no it's not I said it's very important because eternity is ahead of you so I led him in the prayer and talked to him about Jesus that he had to choose him he had to believe on him I prayed the prayer with him and when he talked to me he was very afraid there was like terror in his eyes when when I spoke with him 
When I got done, he looked at me and he says, wow. He says, he's, I'm totally forgiven for everything I've done my entire life. I said, you're forgiven and you're guaranteed heaven. You don't have to be afraid to die. He says, would you stay with me? I said, yeah. He actually reached over and he took my hand. And then I watched this elderly man die. He died peacefully. He just put his, we were talking a little bit, kind of went to sleep, and he just faded away. One of the stories I love, it's hard to tell because when you're there, you remember it so vividly. Let me tell you another story. I was a paramedic, went up, picked up a man who was in cardiac, not arrest, but he was in heart block. He was in a dying rhythm. His heart was dying, and we were losing him quick. We got him back to the hospital, and when I picked him up, uh, from the home that he was in, I could tell through everything in the house that this guy literally was into the occult off the charts. His jewelry, and this was an elderly man too, same age, and, and jewelry, the things he wore, you could just tell this guy was into uh, whatever you want to call it. There's lots of different terms that are used for dealing with Satanism, the occult, white witches. There's a tons of names that the enemy uses. So we get him in there, and while we've got him on the bed, he, we rush him into recess. Uh, the doctors come in. We're trying to convert this guy's heart rhythm and get him over to a viable rhythm because he's dropping fast on us. But he was conscious, and he had the rails of the bed were up, and he's hanging onto the bed, and I'm watching him. And uh, I was still there, and I was standing by in case CPR was needed. And back then, we were actually bagging him uh, a little bit and assisting him. He, but he was staring up into the ceiling as he was hanging onto the bed, and he started to have this horrified look on his face. And he's staring up at the ceiling, and all of us noticed this: the doctors, the paramedics, the nurses were noticing this this, this freaky look on his face as he's staring up into the sky. And he just starts to shake, and the entire bed started vibrating, and we couldn't. Stop stopping it. it was kind of hard to work on him and then he started to sweat and you could see the drip coming off his chin you know when you are just trying to crack your tap and you get a drip and then all of a sudden that first little stream you get he actually had it where it was streaming off his chin and as he's looking up and he's shaking like this and then the rhythms all went crazy and he's gone and we couldn't bring him back and the conversation over coffee that day was what the hell was going on in that room and I said that and they said what I said what you just said there's a big question in the world today is there a hell and a lot of new pastors and there's a lot of new denominations rising up and they tend to believe that God is a God of love that God would never send anybody to hell everything's gonna be okay well if that's the truth I'm really wasting my time Sal and I heading up all these churches and TV stations and private schools and things we're doing to help people why do, if it's all gonna work out in the end what's the big deal but the Bible I want to give you some of the principles from the Bible but I want to encourage you that how important it is to know principles even if they're not fun you know Sal and I have four daughters and a son and we knew they were dreaming about getting married and dating someone and and you know we didn't just teach them the good stuff oh, guys are incredible guys are you're gonna meet the Prince Charming he's gonna walk in kiss you you're gonna be for life it's gonna be amazing we also taught them about the jerks that were out there if a van pulls over to you and a guy wants directions, walk away. Why? Because girls get kidnapped. 
Well, you don't want to get that kind of, that kind of just, just wrecks the whole dating thing, Leon, if you get negative on them. Oh, really? I'm not going to teach them how to recognize the jerks, what not to do when you're by yourself walking down. No, every mom and dad here is going to teach them how to do that and your kids, etc. So today, although it sounds negative, listen closely because I believe it will inspire you as to the purpose for your life. See, the Bible's very clear. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? There's a line in here that I love. It says, How can we um, neglect so great a salvation? For those who are here who have discovered Jesus and given him your life, you have discovered a peace that passes understanding, a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. You've just gotten used to it. And you've forgotten how gorgeous it is. For those of you who like baths, I love baths. Whenever I'm traveling, if you get me a room, get me a bathtub. Because now all these hotels, I get a shower. I want to soak in a bathtub. And when I soak in a bathtub, you ever notice you can put it hot, you climb in, but in two minutes, it's not hot anymore. Actually, the temperature is the same. You're just used to it. So I just keep cranking the hot water and steaming it up. I'll crank it again, a few minutes, crank it again. And by the time you get out, I mean, you know, you're wrinkled, but because you're getting used to it. And sometimes we forget how beautiful the peace we have is. You've gotten used to it. And you don't realize that people out there, they don't have that peace. Now, they'll fake it. They'll look cool. But that deep inside peace that everything's going to be okay, they don't have it. In 1 John 4, 17, it says, By this love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Let's just stop right there. You know what changed my life when I found Jesus? It was this confidence I have that eternity after death, I'm going to be okay. As a paramedic for seven years, I found out that people aren't like that. I watched lots of people die. Accident scenes, heart attacks. Then back at the hospital, I was on the resus teams, 99 teams, saw a lot of people die. And when they could talk, you could see the terror and the horror as they had no idea what was going on. But yet, I was with many people who knew Christ. And although they were concerned, they didn't want to die, because it, you know, a little bit quick for them, there wasn't this horror, this terrifying fear that gripped them. And I realized that we can have confidence in the day of judgment. That just means that when you die, you're going to be judged. Where do you get to go? People say, well, God's a God of love. He would never create, he would never send people to hell. God doesn't. Matthew says he created hell for the devil and his angels. When we die, whoever we serve comes for us. As you can see in my two stories, Jesus loves us, and he's made a way for us to enjoy life and be guaranteed heaven. It's just accepting this gift called salvation. So for those of us who are walking the streets and we know him, and you're talking to a sales girl or someone pumping gas, wherever you go, did you know that Holy Spirit's job is to open up opportunities for you or show you what to say to people so that you can share the faith, the beautiful story of your life, that you can share it with people? People are hungry. People know there's something missing. People late at night when they go home after their, all their drinking and carousing and whatever they're trying to do to get a little bit of pleasure to take them through their week, 
They just know there's got to be something more. They know that they are special. They know they're, they're created for significance. They're created for greatness. They just don't know how to get there. And it's Jesus that is the answer. Why are you as a Christian neglecting this great salvation and to share it with the people around you? Well, you know, Leon, I just uh, don't want to push my religion on people. Have you noticed that everybody else out there, they're going to tell you what they believe anytime, anywhere, so there. They don't care what it is. And every other religion, they'll tell you and they'll kill you and they'll do whatever they want to do if you knock their religion. Except for Christians. <laughs> We're having a conversation about religion and the Christian goes... <laughs> well, I don't want to, you know, create conflict. You know, they say silence is golden. I think it's yellow. And I think that you... If you will share, so well, I can't answer all their questions about dinosaurs and why that person's kid died and why this happened. Nobody can. So what do you share? The Bible says be a witness. The word witness means you simply share what he's done for you. People say, well, Leon, you're the pastor. You know the Bible. You've been preaching it for 35 years. So you just have every, actually, I have never found, when I win someone to Christ, I have never found them go through the wise. When someone begins to talk to me, which happens all the time, yeah, can I talk to you, Pastor? Yeah, i got a couple questions. I can sense right away, this guy's going to try to convince me that I'm wrong and I'm preaching false doctrine, I'm a false prophet, and blah, blah. I get those too. But when someone's hungry for Jesus, I never take him into doctrine. I just tell them my story. I just say, you know, I discovered Jesus and the confidence, the peace that I have, that regardless of what I walk through, regardless of what goes on, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And I can have confidence in the day of judgment, the day that I die. I can have confidence that I've got heaven forever. But that's not enough for me to selfishly just go, I'm not going to worry about you guys. I'm not going to waste my time preaching. You know how hard preaching is and trying to raise money for buildings and missionaries. I'm just going to get a job. I can make a whole heck of a lot of money just getting a career somewhere and go enjoy the planet. But God's put something in us that we love people, that people need to know the Lord, and that the difference is this confidence that only Jesus can bring. It says in Psalms 9:17, the wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. In Proverbs 27:20, hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of a man are never satisfied. Hell and destruction Isaiah 5.14 says, Therefore hell hath enlarged herself, opened her mouth without measure, and their glory and their multitude and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. It's talking here that hell is it, it's there for every person that dies. It just can't wait uh, to grab them. Satan hates God. When you study Lucifer, he was kicked out of heaven because he tried to overthrow God, and he hates every person that's created on the planet because you are made in God's likeness and image, and you are a part of God's family. But until you receive him, you don't have that authority, that power. In Isaiah chapter 14, if you want to read about Lucifer and, and the fact that hell was made from, go to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 9 to 17, and it'll teach us really clearly there that there is a place called hell, that life doesn't just cease to exist, and when you die, that's it. There is a hell. My question, though, to the believers that are here today is, what are you doing 
to share your message with the people that are around you? Or are you so focused on your career, your family, the things you need, God's promises for you, and the money you want, and the holidays you want? You know the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33? It says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. I remember as a paramedic in the hospital, there was this one nurse who was just a sweetheart. She was probably 30 years older than me and just one of these mom figures that just, you know, and just great at what they did and was nice to everyone. And, and I, I remember walking down and I would look for opportunities to share my faith with people. And I would never do it in public because usually people are embarrassed to be talked to with others around. So often when you had a chance to grab a coffee, you get a chance to talk about your lives. And, and I remember coming to work one morning and finding out she died in a fire. And I thought to myself, oh, I wanted to get to her. I wanted her to know this Jesus. Why did I wait? There has to be within us a sense of the fact that lives are coming to an end and God needs you. Some of Leon, God can just send an angel. Actually, when you read the Bible, he can't. The Bible says he uses people to share the gospel. And he wants to use you. And I have to tell you that the enemy wants you to be afraid to share your faith. You're going to look stupid. You're going to look like a loser. I have not found that. Everywhere I go, I'll just chat a little bit with someone. And if we're on a plane, I'll just talk a little bit and, or coffee somewhere. And, and, and if I sense an opening, like they're going through something, or they open it wide open, I'll, just, I'll always try to get there. And I'll probe gently with my words. And, and if I just find it, I'll, I'll let them go unless I feel a real, you know, I just, I don't, I'm not aggressive. I'm not condescending. I value them. I love them. But everywhere I go, I just find everybody is open I could literally spend five minutes with almost anybody and in no time just turn the conversation around hey how you doing man what have you been up to oh you know it's okay it's actually you know what my job man my job I lost it and I'm looking and say hey cool that's well it's not cool but do you mind if I pray for you what well in my life and I've been through things like that I've just found that God's cool and he'll, he'll guide you to a great job I don't believe that stuff. Okay. Would you mind if I pray anyway? Yeah, go ahead. I just look at him straight in the eye and say, Father, you hear us talking. I'm asking you to find them a great job and let them know it's because you love them. Amen. I don't go, let's kneel, let's take our hands, let's bow down in front of them. No. I'm just sharing my faith. And I don't know how many times people come back to me. That guy will see me and go, okay, you. You're not going to believe this. I said, I already believe that you got a job. Yes, but do you know where? Why? Because God loves to do miracles for people to show them he loves them. Religion is always saying, God's going to get you, going to get you, going to get you, going to get you. He's mad at you. Don't ever fall into the hands of an angry God. That's how so much of religion teaches. But the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance. And so everywhere I go, I'll just talk about, I'll talk about this church. And we'll be chatting. Sal and I'll be shopping. Sal talks to a ton of people when she's shopping. She'll meet people, and in no time at all, they'll look at her and go, you are nice. I, I, and she start talking, and she'll just share. She's, yeah, I'm a pastor. I work. What? 
you got to be kidding me. Really? Because we're nice and we're cool. We're not, we're not you know, trying to you know, religiously dominate people. And the opportunities you can get, just shopping, just filling up with gas, just talking to your neighbors. But we've got to decide that this is such an important mission, that there's a reason God has that person in your sight or talking to you right now. And the Bible teaches us that you might never close the deal by leading them in the prayer. But you should try if you can. Say, well, I can pray with you right now. Really? Yeah, it's simple. It's easy. But if you don't, the Bible says one plants, another waters, another comes along and harvests. And so I might chat with them. Then they might run into you somewhere. And they go, I talked to this guy about He's saying the same thing. Really, what does it look like? That's my pastor. Get out. You should come to our church. Do you know how all these little circumstances that are, that are just kind of serendipities? The Holy Spirit's amazing. In fact, when you pray for people that don't know Christ, like your loved ones, the Bible says to pray for laborers to cross their path. You start praying that prayer, and your unsaved daughter or husband, you just find everywhere they go, they run into people, the coolest people at the right time in the right place that they need to talk to, people that they'll respect and trust. This ability to share our faith with people shouldn't be done in a condescending way as if you're better, you're smarter. Quit it! As if you're pure, you're more holy. you nothing without Jesus. So don't go there. But, okay, give me a hand. But everywhere you go, you could drop a seed. By that I just mean, let them know that you're a follower of Christ. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.